great to see you. Why don't you all stand as we worship tonight? When all I see is the battle, you see my victory. When all I see is a mountain, you see a mountain. And as I walk through the shadow, your love surrounds me. There's nothing to fear now, for I am saved. I always sing, so when I fight, so when I fight, I'll fight on my knees with my hands lifted high. Cause oh God, the battle belongs to you. And every fear I lay at your feet, I'll sing through the night. And oh God, the battle belongs to you. know that there's nothing impossible for Jesus there's nothing impossible and when all I see are the ashes you see the
goodness, oh God.
makes it hard to breathe. Your love is the air that sustains me. You will redeem it all, and you'll make these giants fall. When anxiety wars, I'll lay down my sword. You can go ahead and have a seat. Thanks for coming to our night of prayer and worship. Uh, thank you, worship team. A lot of prep gone into tonight. Can we give them a hand and just thank them for leading us in worship? I was reading in James chapter 5 recently in my devotions, and we see an instruction on prayer. And it honestly got me really uh, fired up about prayer. And so I wanted to share for a few minutes on this section of Scripture and then give us an opportunity to pray together. So this is James chapter 5, verse 13. It says, Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing psalms. So is there anybody suffering tonight? I would sure the answer would be yes. And, and God's response is to pray. We have the opportunity to come before the Lord with the things that are on our hearts, to cast our cares upon him because he cares for us. Think about that. The creator of the universe who spoke all things into existence, he cares for us. He, he loves us and he gives us an opportunity to come and to share our prayers with him. If you're in a place of cheerfulness, a place of rejoicing, things are going well in your life, then the response is to sing. The response is to rejoice in the Lord. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him. That was very difficult. <laughs> anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. So us going to one another to ask for prayer, to going to the elders of the church and, and asking for prayer and the anointing of oil. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. And then here's the principle on prayer that I want to focus on. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. And I know in and of ourselves, we're not righteous. We don't feel righteous. But because of our position in Christ, we're robed in Christ's righteousness. We're righteous. 
And God says that the fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. So God wants us to be fervent in our prayers, to be desperate before him in our prayers. Jesus put it this way, to ask, to seek, and knock, and the door will be open to you. So what is it that's on your heart tonight? Do you have a, a specific family member that's going through a hard time? Maybe they're struggling with anxiety or depression, or they've lost their job, or they don't know Christ as their Savior, and you're burdened for them. Well, God hears your prayers, and in just a moment, you're going to have an opportunity to, to lift them up in prayer. Is there something going on in your own life where you're needing wisdom. God invites us to come and to, to ask for wisdom. Are you burdened for our country and things that are taking place uh, in our country? And as we head into midterm elections, and that's what is on your heart. But God hears your prayers. And the scripture says that the fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. And we have this example of Elijah. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain. And it didn't rain on the land for three years and six months. Elijah is just like us, meaning that he got tired, he struggled with his flesh, struggled with times of, of unbelief, but he persevered in prayer. And the nation of Israel was going through rebellion to God, and Elisha was wanting to see God get the attention of the nation of Israel. So he prayed, and God answered with drought for three and a half years. That's a long time for no rain. We were blessed with a lot of moisture here in Colorado Springs through the summer, but that wasn't the case throughout the country. I have a good friend uh, where he lives in Tulsa now, and, and his job is to help manage all of the lakes throughout that region, and he was sharing that the drought that they're in. I believe it's Eden, Oklahoma. They're having to get their water shipped in for 140 miles. 140 miles. The, the lakes are at historic lows, if you've been watching the news with Lake Powell, uh, it's, it's at a historic low. And Lake Powell feeds into California, Arizona, and also into parts of Mexico to get the, their water. So we don't have that going on in Colorado, but other parts of the, the country do. And that's what was going on in Israel. There was this drought. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth produced its fruit. So at the end of that three and a half years, God led him to pray again, and God opened up the heavens with rain. So, so this is what I want us to do for the next few moments is to dream big. The example of Elijah in prayer was God getting the attention of a nation. And God calls us as his people to humble ourselves and pray. And there's so many people that don't know Christ as their Savior in Colorado Springs. And let's pray that God would do something drastic to get their attention. And we're seeing it happen. We're seeing it take place. People coming to know Christ as their Savior. Over the weekend services, there was about 15 people that made indications for decisions for Christ, right, right here in the sanctuary. I mean, God, God's good. He's doing that, that work. And I'm talking to more and more people that are coming to church that don't have a background with going to church. They didn't grow up going to church. They've never been to church before. But in these trying times, they find themselves searching, and they're coming into Rocky Mountain Calvary. They're coming into other churches in the city. And God listens to prayer, and prayer is powerful. Now, I want to encourage us a little bit. I know that praying together is challenging, right? It's like we're going to break up into prayer groups. And honestly, for a lot of us, it's like I've had a long day. The last thing I feel like doing is being stretched. It's a lot easier 
when the worship team leads us in worship and someone leads me in a Bible study. But you get to enter into the presence of God. And when we talk to God, you don't have to worry about having it figured out or, or praying in a certain proper way. God just wants to hear your heart, right? God's listening and he's ready for you to open up your heart uh, to him. We're going to break up into groups of about four or five. And I want you to quickly introduce uh, yourself. And if you're not feeling led to pray, you don't have to pray. But I, I would encourage you, please don't head for the exit, right? Just, just allow the Lord. We want to be a praying church. Amen? We want to be brothers and sisters in Christ that are saying times are desperate and we're, we're going to be crying out to the Lord together. And then it's whatever God's put on your heart. It, it's whatever has burdened your heart that you, you came in with a, a burden from the Lord tonight. And the fervent prayer of a righteous man, a righteous woman, that's you, that's me, because of our position in Christ, it avails much. The Apostle Paul he took a lot of time to pray for the churches that he served because he believed in the power of prayer. So I, I'm really excited about tonight. I'm excited about our nights of prayer and worship. I know God's going to meet us. Billy's going to lead us in another song in just a few minutes. So when you hear him going back into a song, that is the cue to end your prayer group, okay? And, and to join us back into worship. So you guys ready? I'm going to try one more time. You guys ready? All right, let's stand up and break up into groups of four or five and pray together, and then we'll enter in back into worship.
Cause greater things have yet to come. Greater things are still to be done in this city. And greater things have yet to come. And greater things are still to be done here. Oh, and greater things have yet to come. Greater things are still to be done in this city. A song of faith, we sing it together. Greater things, oh, and greater things have yet to come, and greater things are still to be done in this city. Oh, and greater things have yet to come, and greater things are still to be done here. impressed upon my heart just as we were praying is is that he wants to do great things in and through us but revival has to start within us amen that we have to experience the love of the Lord and then go and do something about it there's so much importance in the local church in, in our community and in our city and I really feel like that the Lord is, is, is stirring a fire within us. But it's not a fire that stays within us. You know, it's a fire that we need to take out. But that fire has to be birthed in us first. And so I just wanna take a, a moment tonight. And if you're in that place of just feeling like, man, I, I feel like this spark, this flame inside of me has burned out this zeal for the Lord, this joy for the Lord, this hope in the Lord. 
just ask him to come and relight it. He wants nothing more than to reignite the passion and the love in your heart for him. You know, we know that we love because he first loved us. And I feel like he's wanting to rekindle that love tonight because he wants to do great things in and through you. And I feel like there's, there's people in here, including myself, who have put limitations on what the Lord wants to do in and through them. But man, we serve a God without limitation, amen? Amen. And we serve a God who sees the best in us, who sees us as redeemed, who sees us as sons and daughters, and he has no hands and feet on earth but ours. And so our job is to fan that flame, to be passionate for the name of Jesus. It goes so much further than than these four walls or five, whatever shape this room is. You know, this is a place where we gather to spur one another on in prayer. Whatever encouragement you may need in your life, I mean, we just spent time in prayer groups, but that's, that's what this is for. But then what do we do with it? You know, I think so many times we leave this building and we, we, we go home and we live our lives every day. We're in a routine. But man, I just feel like the Lord wants to shake that up tonight that the Lord is giving opportunities, whether you see them or not, to share the love of Jesus. And man, what would it look like if a church of, of how 3,000 or however many we are, if, you know, the Lord did it with 12. <laughs> and what would it look like if we gave the Lord our yes and we went out? We went out boldly, we went out without, without fear and just let the love of God speak. What would it look like in our city? What would it look like in our world? And I don't think we can know until we do that. And so I wanna sing that, that chorus a couple more times. I know it's an old song, but man, I just feel like the Lord wants to do greater things in and through you, in and, in and through this city, and in and through our nation, and in and through this world. And so let's sing it together, a song of faith tonight. Let's raise it up. Cause greater things have yet to come and greater things are still to be done in this city. And greater things have yet to come and greater things are still to be done here. Come on, sing. Greater things in me. Oh, and greater things have yet to come, and greater things still to be done in me. And greater things have yet to come, and greater things are still to be done And Lord, we, want, we know that you want to use us for so much more than, than we can fathom. And Lord, ministry isn't, isn't something that we do, it's who we are. You've called us to go and make disciples and share the love of Jesus, Lord. And so would you reignite that fire in all of us? Would you come in close, Lord? Would you just show us how close you are in every moment and how the love of Jesus triumphs over everything, every hopeless situation, every need, every anxiety, every fear, every moment 
Lord, we can turn to Jesus, just as we sang earlier, that our hope isn't found in our feelings, but it's found in Jesus. And Lord, we fix our eyes upon Jesus tonight. And we can just say that, that, that God, we're here for one thing, and it is Jesus. So as you come, Holy Spirit, and invade our hearts, would you reveal to us the things in our lives that, that we put ahead of you? Lord, you have our yes, and we just take hold of that love tonight. Yes, I'm here for one thing With Jesus, it's you And not just a blessing Or how I feel when you So show me your way, your life, your truth. Cause I'm here for one thing. And Jesus, it's you. So swing wide the gates of heaven. Oh, Jesus. 
is my offering This is the price Here on the altar Laying down my life Cause you are the treasure And you are the prize It's only you Jesus Who can satisfy
Um, so we're going to share a, a new song with you guys tonight. Um, one, that, one that we're really excited about. Um, but, you know, we're just celebrating, you know, the work the Lord has done. The work of the cross, the work of redemption, the work of Calvary. And uh, what that means for us in the present, not only that, but in eternity. Amen. Um, so just encourage you guys to sing it, sing it out when you get it, and uh, we'll worship together.
Let's just sing that one more time. I'm redeemed. I am redeemed. I've been set free. The blood of my Savior has rescued me. Now for all of my life, what you've done for me.
let that be your song tonight. Come on, lift it up. Just tell him that you are good. You're good. Oh, you are good. I know you're good. Oh, yeah, you are good. You're good. Oh, you are good. as we leave tonight. Lord, we just remind our hearts and our souls that we can believe that you're good in every moment, in every situation, in every circumstance, no matter how hopeless it seems. Because our hope isn't in our situation, it's in Jesus. And we know that your promises are true that your word never comes back empty, it never comes back void, and you never break a promise. So Lord, we just take hold of your goodness tonight. We love you and we pray all these things in Jesus' name. And everyone say, amen. Amen. Just pray that you walk in the goodness of God and we'll see you back here this weekend.